0: I've used CodeIgniter, I've used Symfony. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really feel like they would work with the kind of things that yeah. we were doing. Um, exactly. And I happened to fall on Marvel. I read through the documentation and I just mm-hmm. fell in love, like straight away. <laughs> Once we're happy with that, we add it right. to Taylor's inbox. So he gets a list every day of things that he needs to uh, look through from the team. Oh, wow. And then he will have a look at that message, sort of decide whether... He wants to add it or not, or whether he needs some more information from us, um and then eventually we'll say like, yes, we'll do it, or no, we're not going to do that right now.
1: Mm-hmm. I am.
0: Unbelievably excited. Uh for many reasons. One is yeah. that um this will be the biggest talk that I've ever um given, which is both very scary and very exciting. Uh two, I get to see all of my friends um from the community that I've seen at various conferences, uh, which I'm yeah. always excited to do. And three, I get to meet a whole bunch of new people as well, um, which I find really exciting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you ever been in India? or in uh, Asia? No. no. So it's your, it's your first time.
1: Yes, which is even
0: more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: all <new>. Really great. <laughs> yes. So you will going to see amazing culture, amazing people and amazing food as well. Yes. And uh, uh, whenever I start the podcast, I start with some funny words. So uh, generally, all the guests here will be from other country, other languages, even from India. People are from different, different regions with different languages. Yeah. Now, what's your native language? And uh, just teach me one funny word from your language. Then I will teach one Hindi word to you so that you when you will be here in India, you can use that and uh, <laughs> just show off something.
0: Okay. So long as you don't get me in trouble with it, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. So, um, I'm English from United Kingdom. So it's British wow. English. Um, wow. the King's yeah. English now, um, and one yeah. funny word that, um, probably shenanigans. Um,
1: well, it's new
0: one shenanigans <laughs> that's what, uh, uh, yeah. With an S on the end, um, shenanigans, oh, shenanigans. yeah. Uh, which means to create like, um, mischief and, um uh, oh, just creating shenanigans, like
1: up to no good. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So any example of the situation where I can use the shenan- shenanigans?
1: Um,
0: let's say, uh, everything's going wrong and, um, your, I don't know, some code deploys gone wrong. Like I've just come, come from, um, you could say, ah, oh, it's just great to shenanigans.
1: Okay. okay that's <laughs> good. <laughs>
0: maybe I'll, I'll also
2: do some Google search for this word. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, it's it's now my time. I have a really nice word for you. A little difficult, maybe. I don't know. So, it's like khatarnak. Can you, can you pronounce
0: K-t- it? Khatarnak?
2: Khatarnak.
0: Khatarnak. Yeah. I feel like so I'm butchering
2: like the K- words. Like K H K H, <laughs> starts with the K H, so K H A T A R, cutter, cutter, and nak N double A K, nak. nak. You can nak cutter. Yeah. Yeah. K- so cutter Ghatar can be can be used as like uh, it is like dangerous, but in okay. Sometimes uh, sometimes sometime we call like oh this is really awesome, so we will like oh this is cutter <laughs> <laughs> so, Khatarnak is like like whenever you get surprised. So, yeah. you say, oh, wow, this is Khatarnak.
0: <laughs> would you use it like um, a daredevil type thing? So, if you were like uh, climbing up a tree or something or doing a jump over some buses, would that be Khatarnak? Or, yes, or yes, it, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, if, if, you, if you have a movie, uh, action movie, and some hero is doing a really... Amazing action or a dangerous action? You'll say this action is really khatarnak
0: Okay, I like it. <laughs> so
2: maybe, maybe <laughs> I, uh, maybe if you like some, uh, like some, some talk from Laracon India, you'll say this talk is really khatarnak
0: <laughs> Like um, deploying, uh, like copying a file to the server rather than having a uh, like continuous integration would be khatarnak
2: right that's good <laughs> this is called yes. a developer's <laughs> mind <laughs> right <laughs> really really nice uh so uh after this light note let's let's get back to something amazing so uh james you have an amazing podcast called happy dev so i just Raccoon want to know bit, yep. yeah and and i have heard some of your podcasts and you talk about the mental health of the developers and the people from our industry. So how you came up with the idea of creating this kind of podcast and mm-hmm. like uh, uh, what what mot- motivates you? Plus why the happy dev, the
0: yeah. name? Um, okay, so a bit of backstory um, and we're gonna take a, a slightly um, serious time for a second. Uh, my brother um took his own life in two thousand and eighteen um mm. at just eighteen years old and Sorry about uh that. thank thank you um one of the things i, I went to counseling and um my th- therapist had said you need to put some your energy into something that isn't just programming um try and find something different and create something that you can like remember and by or like turn this negativity into a positive um type good, thing
1: and, good and help
0: you deal with it which which is great and i was thinking well the only thing that i'm actually half good at um is software development i'm not a creative person and uh my therapist was like well if you think about it you're you're taking nothing every single time you start a new project and then you're coming out with something at the end you are creating um so you are a creative and i've like lied to myself the entire my entire life um so at the time, I was getting really into podcasts as well. And I was thinking, I could probably do that. Um, maybe maybe I just kind of talk about people's mental health, because that's kind of something that's um, very important to me prior to losing my brother. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so, so, yeah, I started like a little demo um, just to see whether I could even record and speak and edit things well enough to uh, be right. a podcast. Um and yeah, I reached out to a couple of members of the Laravel team, Dries and Mohammed mm-hmm. at the time, and said, "This is what I'm trying to do. Uh, this is like a, a little demo. Would you be happy to be part of it?" And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of turned into something a lot bigger than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason it's called Happy Dev is just because I don't want people to be happy, and I was speaking right. to developers, so Happy Dev. Yeah.
2: So you have uh, talked to many people. In this podcast, what is the one thing you can suggest to do the developers or the people who are listening to have their good mental life and uh, not having any mental issues?
1: Yeah. So um, the, probably the
0: biggest thing. Well, one of my takeaways was from Jess Archer, who's now a colleague of mine. Um, she suggested that she does one thing every day as like a as part of a routine. So she gets up, makes a bed. And if she makes a bed then, mm-hmm. which is such a small and simple task, but if she yeah. does it, then she knows mm-hmm. that she's at least accomplished something meaningful in the day. Um, and it typically it sets her up to do good things every day as well. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
2: So actually, this this is uh, uh, like a book I already have called Make Your Bed from a SEAL uh, uh, I guess officer who yeah. has given a really nice talk on this and it, it says like if you uh if you start your day by maintaining your bed which gives you motivation to do things really in a clean way neat way and the benefit of that is that when you come back to your bed after full day of exhausting <laughs> then yeah. you will find your bed really clean and that will help you for a uh, that will help you to have a very nice sleep so yeah a single thing a very very small thing can change your life can change your day drastically so i really yeah, relate absolutely. with
1: absolutely yeah
2: yeah so i think i think everyone should start their day with making their bed
0: yeah Maybe. i agree I, in fact I, I did start doing it for a while after just suggested it um unfortunately it didn't last that long and uh i try i try i try <laughs> and remember today it, but it's not enough of a, a routine yeah i need to, i need to get back into it but, yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i also tried but oh, as you said sometimes <laughs> we miss sometime we miss, <laughs> but yeah uh, it's it's good that at least you try and at least yep. you try to make your life better even if you try someday it's going to happen if you are not even trying that's never going to happen
0: yeah absolutely it's very important. Exactly. Distinguish. Mm. Yeah, right. Right.
2: Okay. So uh, let's uh, make some uh, happy things. I mean, talk about some happy things. I just want to know the James from school days when James is not in the coding world, not in the level. So how about your like life from your school and college and how you landed into the coding and especially with level? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I started programming quite young. Um, like seven or eight um and i was reading the book yeah so Um, i
2: I, actually with this i I think i don't have the question so i was asking like before (laughs) before coding and you said you started with the four and five (laughs)
0: yeah i've always been into it i uh i remember my mum got me a book on javascript like very early javascript um, and i was too young to really read um kind of like the the words of it so i would copy out the Mm. code. And into notepad, like hand type it all, and then just pull it apart and figure out, like, well, if I remove this line, what does this do? And um, kind of make many things that way. Um, Yeah, so I couldn't really read all of the big big words going on, but at least I could understand the
1: code by
0: reading Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Which year was that? um, Like roughly, if you can remember. 1998,
2: 99. Oh, my God. nineteen ninety.
0: At that time, I didn't know
2: there. There is some software thing. There is computer. <laughs> Forget yeah. about the coding. <laughs> wow, you are advanced person.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I definitely didn't pursue it as much then. I, I just sort of tinkered with it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It just found it something fun to do. Um, but yeah, if I had probably followed it closely, also javascript back then was definitely not anywhere near like it is today so <laughs> exactly. I, i'm definitely not as good as javascript now as probably was mm. back then um mm. there's also a lot more to, to know um mm. yeah and then so that was in like uh, primary school so our our first right um year uh ages five to or yeah. four to uh, 11 or 12 uh, 10 or 11 depending on when you're born and then mm-hmm. um went to high school and um yeah i was still i've I gotten more into programming then i'd started writing little applications uh-huh. i found a language called game maker and um, so i started making my own little games and then wow. um yeah and then i found a language called AutoIt, which was like a windows automation language um uh-huh. if you've not heard of auto it you might have heard of auto hotkey which is a mm-hmm. like a fork of auto in a way and okay. then um yeah, I got
1: massively into that and then became like, mm-hmm. um, very, like, um, mm-hmm. I, I got really integrated into the community, I guess, and was making lots of applications. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and then did
0: some, like, uh, I was 16 maybe, and I was doing some, um, contract work with auto it's oh, just writing little automated <laughs> little <laughs> applications. And then right. I went to college, Mm-hmm. Um and i studied uh a level well i st- i studied computing um yeah obviously uh, yeah that was that was where <laughs> i was going at. in in my life i've either wanted to be a stuntman, which was never gonna mm-hmm. happen or a programmer of some kind um and then so in this course we did like uh different elements of programming, so it'd be like mm-hmm. how you use multimedia um mm-hmm. like flash animation and then databases yeah. and web development and v b six So I got like a lot of experience about different things. I realized that I wasn't very good at games programming because Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. very good at math. Um, (laughs) So you tend to need that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I I left college uh, early. I finished my course, but I left to go to my first job uh, where I did. Which
2: year was that when you left the college?
0: uh, 2010. Um. okay. Yeah. Nice. So I was eighteen or nineteen, and mm. then I went to be a IT support engineer, um, like help Good. desk support, and then at the same time they were using VB six for all their point of sale software. Um. Mm. So I, I worked for a jewelry company, and they have different stores around the UK. Um. And I and I was like, well, I c- I can write VB six. Can I help with anything? Um. So mm. I did a little bit of. Point of sale stuff, and I also made like a, a help desk application for us to store all of the mm. calls and logs that came in.
2: Which and language then, you use
0: for that? That was VB six. Oh, VB um, Visual
2: Visual Basic.
0: Visual Basic, yeah. And then I left that job in. I was only there for six months, but then I started working on. Uh, I, I moved to a travel company, Blue Bay Travel, where mm. I was there for almost ten years. Um, and that was all PHP, um, wow. PHP, JavaScript, MySQL. And then over time, we started, Reverb. like that That consisted of a lot of different roles. So we yeah. were writing web, like front-end websites, customer-facing stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, internal CRMs, uh, yeah. content management systems, pricing yeah. systems. It's found like a, a lot of things. Um, yeah. And we picked up Laravel in 2000. And 14, I think it was, uh, when we were re- re- we were rewriting our CRM system. And I was okay. thinking, up until that point, we weren't using a framework.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was like, we, we should really make this better. I, like, I know that there's things out there. I've used Codeigniter, I've used Symfony. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really feel like they would work with the kind of things that yeah. we were doing. Um, exactly. And I, I happened to fall on Laravel. I read through the documentation. And I just mm-hmm. fell in love, like straight away. <laughs> and, um, like everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just spent like a couple of hours creating models for like quotes and bookings <laughs> and customers and that kind of thing. Exactly. And the fact that I could just pull it all together and have like all of our existing data just mapped to models. And I could just mm-hmm. see everything like coming together really quickly. I just, yeah, never look back.
1: Amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, What's your feeling now? Like. When you remember your days when you started with Laravel, have you ever think about or even just a small idea like you are going to be in the team of Laravel when you have started (laughs) with Laravel? No. No. Never. Uh, No,
0: no, never. Um, I just, I just like I picked up Laravel and I was reading through the documentation and I was just thinking like this is such a league above everything else. Exactly. It's, it's so much better and it's so much better than i could ever be um mm. and it definitely picking up laravel was definitely one of the like markers of my career of like this is exactly it made me a better developer like a far better developer than i could have ever have been without it that's for sure um, and i'm not saying that because yeah. i were there now it's yeah. it definitely Obviously. is true yeah i
2: i, I can agree with <laughs> that yeah so now you are in laravel core team and we will talk yeah. about the team and how you do things but uh, l- uh just uh, tell me how you got into the team it's not like it, obviously taylor <laughs> never have like raised any job posting like hey i need a team member <laughs> so wh- what's your journey into the team uh core Team. yeah
0: so i went to lara uh, Laracon us um in
1: um Arkansas no, not Arkansas, sorry, um Louisville. Um and mm-hmm. also New York,
0: it wasn't the PlayStation Theatre and I can't remember what year it was, but it it was in Times or near to Times Square.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: each time I met Taylor and I said um like he he announced something and I and I went up to him and I was like, Hey, um I think it was like the socialite was one of them I was like, Oh I'll make a okay. Twitter socialite thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, socialite provider. Um, and I never got around to it, but I had sort of shown my face to Taylor. Um, and also I was a customer of Forge and Envoyer um, through Blue Bay Travel where I was working at the time. He announced Nova and I was getting like, into Nova, creating issues and stuff. Um, and also I was working on a project, a side project called Cache, uh, which was a status page system, which kind of blew yeah. up like unexpectedly. Um, so I feel like that kind of like planted the seed of my name um, mm-hmm. in different places. And then mm-hmm. I was listening to, uh, Taylor's, um, podcast, uh, where he was just talking mm-hmm. about the state of Laravel and what's going on. And that
2: kind of thing. Yeah. I remember and that was a really nice. series.
0: Yeah. I love, I love those. It was such a good insight into what was going on yeah, and exactly. what you could expect as well. And he sort mm-hmm. of mentioned, um, that he would be looking at hiring somebody for forge maybe um, mm. So I just messaged him and I was like, "Oh, if you're serious about it, um, I'd like definitely consider it."
1: I didn't hear wow. anything for a while,
0: and then he messaged me saying, um, "Yeah, if you if you want to apply, like
1: send me your CV over," um, which I did, and then he's he like, "Yeah, cool. If you want to start, this is all wow. the information. Let's go." Superb,
2: superb. It's really nice, and this inspired <laughs> me. This inspire me with a one word like if you if you try once again that's a one thing like if you try you can make it if you are not even trying you never going to make it so yeah I can't even imagine in my dreams like I can message to Taylor and Taylor will say yes to something and that <laughs> actually happened with me like uh yeah When I had created my in-depth Laravel course and I was looking for Taylor's approval, like uh, a a small testimonial from him, I was like thinking, like, how should I approach him? Like, I am nobody in front of Taylor. Taylor is the creator of Laravel and I'm just a content creator. How can I like email or message him? How how do I reach him? But suddenly uh, one day I realized that, oh, let's let's just email him and uh, uh, if he will reply, that will be really going to be game-changing for me. Otherwise, yeah. my life is going as it is. Then I emailed him and I in the night I emailed, in the morning, I realized that he not only given me uh, permission to like uh, uh, use his testimony, he also retweeted. My tweet for the course, nice. and that was like life-changing moment for me. I was like, "Hey, Taylor has replied to me." <laughs> really amazing uh, feeling when you when you are thinking or when you are like uh, idolizing someone, and uh, he directly communicate with you one to one.
0: Yeah, um, I would say that Taylor is a very humble, down to earth person. Yes, um, yeah. And if you contact him, the likelihood is he'll get back to you. Um, yeah.
2: So James, you are working with Laravel core team and you are handling the Forge and Envoyer. So firstly, uh, tell me how is your experience with Forge and Envoyer and then let me know what was the issue you had just fixed before <laughs> starting this podcast? What was that yeah. and how you fixed it?
0: Okay. Uh, so yeah, I work on Envoyer and Forge. Uh, both are excellent products. Both I'm um, Uh, customers of previously before joining Laravel and now as well, which I think adds to the sort of um, responsibility that Mm -hmm. I have on those products. I want them to be good for everybody, including myself. Um, Yeah. So I predominantly spend most of my time working on Forge. We've made Mm -hmm. a lot of progress in the last two or three years. Right. Um, like a dark mode, a command palette, new mm-hmm. server providers, Ubuntu 22 uh, supports, isolated users, multiple versions of PHP, like all of those things have come in Great. the last couple of years. Um, and Envoy is still ticking along. Um, we do have some plans for it, but we're just trying to get Forge into a, into a really solid place at the moment. Nice.
2: Great. And uh, what was the issue you fixed just before this podcast?
0: Yeah. So uh, for some reason, notifications had stopped being sent from Forge. So when you deploy a mm-hmm. site, you can trigger um, or you can opt in to have a uh, notification sent if yeah. it fails or if it's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just stopped sending and the queue got backlogged. And uh, yeah, so I had to fix that, uh, which was sort of a weird thing because our staging environment was all fine. And mm-hmm. I deployed to production and it seemed to get stuck. So I had to roll that change back, restart uh-huh. the queue workers, and uh, yeah, everything started oh, so going through again.
2: Re- restarting queue worker is my go-to mantra whenever any notifications no. are not working. <laughs> I just go, yeah. okay, it's not working, <laughs> let's restart. And if even after that it's not working, we will go and dig into the code.
0: Yeah, <laughs> always start with a restart.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one thing. It's, it's Is it like uh, when old days when our computer was not working, uh, just hit the restart <laughs> button? <laughs> yeah, it's an afternoon. It, <laughs> yeah, exactly same. <laughs> so James, you are working with Taylor 1 to 1. And uh, suppose you are having a new feature request for the Forge or maybe for the Envoyer. So how you start with that and how Taylor involved involve in any features and how you work and basically i want to know like when you are working with some someone like taylor otwell what is the relation and how the things will go
0: yeah okay so uh many times a customer will send us a support ticket with a feature request and um I sort of have a look at those or Gus, our support engineer, will have a look mm-hmm. at them. Um, make sure that we don't already offer that feature because sometimes mm-hmm. those things uh, get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, an issue will be created. Um, Gus tends to create the issues more so because he's on support more than I am. Okay. Um, and then I'll have a look at them and I'll sort of have a play with it maybe and just see whether it's going to be a quick thing to add mm. or whether we need to sort of plan it in a, a little bit more right um if it's a if it's a quick thing i might have a little play with it and actually start Mm -hmm. writing some code and seeing what the benefit is and also what the negatives for that is is it going to be hard for us to maintain that because we're a small team forge is a big product so we try and kind of gauge that a bit Mm -hmm. and then i will for for the bigger projects i will create a, a a base camp sort of message where we say, like, this is the feature that we want to create. This is how we're going to do it. This is Mm -hmm. why we want to do it. Um, And then we have this, like, collaboration time Mm -hmm. on there. So everyone on the team can see what everyone else is doing. Um, And I might get a a message from Tim or Jess or Dries who Mm -hmm. don't actively work on Forge. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, Tim works on Forge, but they might leave a message and say, oh, well, I think we could do it this way. Um, and then we, w- once we're happy with that, we add it right. to Taylor's inbox. So he gets a list every day of things that he needs to uh, look through from the team. Oh, wow. And then he will have a look at that message, sort of decide whether he wants to add it or not, or whether he needs some more information from us. Um, mm. And then eventually we'll say, like, yes, we'll do it. Or no, we're not going to do that right now and then uh, taylor we work on work cycles so every six weeks we get assigned some new work and then we sort of work through that list um and taylor will add it to our list whether we've got time to do it now or whether we do it in the future Mm -hmm. and then when we start working on those features we will create a new branch we'll push it up to github and um, taylor can review all of the code as well Wow. Um, so not only is he reviewing the open source side of things, he's also reviewing the internal products as well.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, so he does have a lot on his plate. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we all push it to staging for the bigger features and check it out, make sure we're happy with it. And then mm-hmm. we deploy it.
2: To the production. Good. Yeah. Wow. This is like a really smooth cycle and uh, the flow is really like professional. And uh, I like yep. that the tailor comes at the last when, when he, when uh, he needs to view the code and decide the final step. So he doesn't yeah. like uh, interact with all of the team daily or weekly.
0: Uh, no, he does. Um, it's always around if, if say I'm working on a feature and I can't, um, let's say I can't figure out how I want to, to work in forge or the messaging or, uh maybe I'm not sure whether we should add a new column or can we kind of like uh, add a new right. column to a table or something else. It's like some architectural stuff as well. Uh, I can message Taylor on Slack and um, talk to him that way or add it to the message uh, mm-hmm. thread or the GitHub issue, wherever seems right at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of trust in the team to get the job done um, to a high standard at the right mm-hmm. time.
1: Yeah. Okay, good.
2: Can you, uh, remember any funny incidents happened with the team when, when, uh, like when you were working with the core team, anything, anything funny? Um, there's a
0: running, there's a running gag where, um, I did something stupid once I can't <laughs> remember exactly what it was. Um, okay. I might've deleted some t- data from a table, uh, oh which was just a stupid mistake. Um, And Taylor was very calm about it. We have backups, So we restored it from that. And I've been a lot more careful since. (laughs) But We restored it. And and there was a joke that I was then fired for for being so silly. Um, And that's happened a couple of times. Not on the same scale, but there's a running joke that I'm um, constantly fired. I'm the most fired and employed team member at the moment.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is really funny. But uh, you have to be careful, (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) It could
0: be serious one day and I'll just be like, yeah, "Ah, yeah, yeah,
1: sure.
2: (laughs) It's a a serious one, but now if it's not making that impact, we can laugh at it.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now, James, let's move from Laravel to something you are working on. Uh, which is called mm, check mango you have many products but recent one is check mango so i have read on your website like it's a b testing framework firstly i don't know what a b testing is tell me about that and what problem this check mango solves
0: okay so um a b testing is the uh kind of time when you you let, let's say you've got an e commerce website. You're selling something okay. online. Yeah. Um, let's say you're selling a course. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's um,
0: it. And on your landing page, you have a button that says uh, buy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to, it's working, it's getting sales through, but you think, mm, maybe I can do better than that. Mm-hmm. And then you start changing the button. And at the same time, you're changing content around the button as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And you made the, let's say you make the button red and then you make it blue. And you're also changing content. Mm-hmm. The problem that you have there is that you don't know which changes you're making are the ones that have been the impact on the sales. Right. Um, so A-B testing sort of says, right, okay, we're going to change one thing at a time and we're going to measure how that works. So mm-hmm. we've got a blue button currently. We want to try making it red. So okay. you, you will have two variants, red mm-hmm. and blue. And uh, A-B testing is sort of, part of that is to, randomize mm-hmm. who gets which button yeah. and then you have like a control which would be your blue button that it is currently so some people still get the blue button but then mm-hmm. other people get the red button
2: right
0: and you'll figure out which one is the one that's actually converting better okay um and once you get a statistical um um mm-hmm. Oh man, I've just lost my words. When you get yeah. statistical significance, exactly. uh, you you can be confident that you either keep it blue or you change it to red, and then the next thing would be to change the text, and you would mm-hmm. do the same thing again. Um, and then each time you make a change and you commit to that change, mm-hmm. you know that that is kind of having an impact on your sales.
2: Okay. So um, what what I get like A B testing is like <laughs> basically trying to change the. Uh, Change something and uh, mm. measuring the impact, which one is doing yeah. better, either A yes. or B?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Good. That's it. Um, okay. And then, so Chatmango is my uh, product that will help you do A B testing.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and it does the sort of measurement of mm. uh, every time somebody clicks buy now, it sends something to Chatmango and that says, okay, uh-huh. the red button has converted. And then my uh-huh. application will tell you which one it is that's better. So there are existing solutions for this. There's quite big ones called Optimize.ly, VWO. Um, Mm -hmm. There's lots of big ones. And in my old role, we were looking at Optimize.ly uh, for our e-commerce website, our customer-facing sites. Um, And we had a quote from them that it was something like well over $100,000 a year to use it, Um, which is just an obscene amount of money for a company that doesn't, have that kind of resource and at the end of the day all we're doing is saying here's two versions of something which one is better which one is better? Um, yeah yeah and now those solutions are really good
1: like
0: they are implementing machine learning they have feature flags they have customer buckets and funnels mm-hmm. and lots of other things
1: yeah.
0: that, that definitely make it worth that money for a lot of people mm-hmm. but the smaller businesses um are just sort of priced out of that so uh mango is sort of like like just that one feature Mm -hmm. and it does it as well as it can do um so it's more uh, um smaller companies can actually have access to it
2: yeah yeah okay yeah this is nice really good and uh, it's it's uh, all i think for more of the marketing less of the developer
1: uh, product Yeah.
0: It's sort of it sort of fits in both really because um mm-hmm. a lot of times developers aren't the people that have the final say of what something looks like or yeah. how it how it works. They're just putting the mm-hmm. pieces together. Mm-hmm. So Checkmango yeah. is built to be like a collaboration tool between the marketing team and the developers. So mm-hmm. whoever it is that's responsible for mm-hmm. design, so it could be a design team, can create an experiment and can say what that experiment should do. What is it that we're trying to do? We're trying to increase sales mm-hmm. from the add to basket button or the buy now. Mm-hmm. And then each experiment has uh, two or more variants, so mm-hmm. the changes that you want to make. And they can have descriptions and notes about what that change is, um, yeah. and eventually be able to upload images and stuff, so you'd be able to see it a bit more visual. Mm-hmm. And then the development team can come in there, get the different keys for each variant, the key for right. the experiment, plug it into the website, mm-hmm. and then yeah, mango does the rest. Great.
2: So you have a lot of like uh, successful projects you have made. I just want to know like what uh, like how you decide the pricing for any product. Like you measure it with your competitors, or it just randomly decide by the hard work you have done for creating that product, how you decide the pricing?
0: Um, I sort of look at what other people are doing price point mm-hmm. wise. Um, mm-hmm. Typically I go cheaper, but that doesn't okay. always work. Um, you can definitely out yourself or underprice yourself and then not make any money um, mm-hmm. with check mango. I've sort of, I've gone through several iterations of pricing and it isn't even like production ready yet. Okay. Um, but I want people to land on the website and see what it would cost them. So I've reduced that down. I've tried to work out what like hosting costs would. Um, Mm -hmm. So Checkmango has a, has a fortunate problem in that the more customers it gets, Mm -hmm. the more Mm -hmm. visitors it gets because they all have to talk to the API and stuff. So if you were to get like Facebook using it, Mm -hmm. then that would cost a lot more to run than say, Uh, Um, like I don't know, a a small blog. Yeah, that wouldn't cost a lot to. Exactly. It wouldn't cost a lot for CheckMango to handle those requests. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, there's somebody the size of Facebook, it would cost a fortune. So it has to sort of scale with them. Uh, Um, But then, like one-off products like um, social plots, which just track social media growth, well, that Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. really cost a lot to run, and I try and keep that price lower.
2: Are you using CheckMango for the CheckMango?
0: For the um, testing? I, I'm i not currently <laughs> um, but I will be yes because the, yeah. there are a few things that I want to I want to check yeah
2: <laughs> because uh, like uh, products we create for first solving our own problem and then yeah. that become the product so yeah is this the case for you also
0: Uh, Yes, for this. So uh, with Checkmango, I want to kind of—I've got a couple of different things that I I run as well, but also I want to see things in Forge um, Uh, and Envoy. I want to test a couple of things, so hopefully I'll get to use it in there as well.
2: Great, nice. Uh, So James, you have a course on Forge for at Laracast. So tell me the Mm -hmm. experience about the creating course. uh, Experience about the creating course and. uh, how was the process and did, do you have any other course lineup?
1: up? Um,
0: okay, so I can sum it up in one word. Um, sure. Hard. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, any, anyone that creates a course and puts content out there has my immediate respect because it really is <laughs> right. really hard to do. Uh, <laughs> very, very answer. rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you, you definitely get it right. um so like I, i've watched a lot of lara casts and mm. uh, i was really honored to be asked by jeffrey to do a course on forge marcel yeah. um had marcel posse had done the original yeah. forge course so i was following mm. big steps anyway <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um but yeah it, it was <laughs> it was very hard <laughs> So I, I, I sort of knew what I wanted to say about each aspect of Forge yeah. and every step of the way through it, And I was building mm-hmm. up to sort of like, this is how we start with the server. This is how we create sites. This is how we add our domain and certificates. Yeah. So I knew where I wanted to go with it. And obviously, yeah. I work on Forge, so I know the product inside out. Exactly. So I didn't think that I would have that much of a problem. Um, and also, I've recorded a podcast, so I'm used to listening to my own voice and over and over again, editing things out um but then when you add a screen recording into it mm-hmm. and you have to line up what you're saying with what you're doing and then you're actually saying something but not doing you're not moving mm-hmm. the mouse and the next thing uh it's just a nightmare to keep coherent and mm-hmm. uh, yeah but I, i'm really glad that's done and i'm really yes. glad that it's been as successful as it was <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know I know it's really hard and uh, many times it happened like uh, I have recorded the full video and uh, when I start editing I realized that oh mic is off <laughs> I was yeah. like oh my god <laughs> I have yeah. to re-record everything so yeah this, this I, had, happened. Um, a,
0: I yeah. had an issue as well with ScreenFlow flow where um, oh. it would just stop and mm-hmm. I, I would be recording a whole episode I try and I I tried different ways of doing things. So I do it in like little, like little bits of a recording and then Mm -hmm. start again. And I didn't like that. So I just recorded Mm -hmm. all of my mistakes, all of my attempts in one go. But I guess at some point I spent too long Mm -hmm. and ScreenFlow would just be like, I'm out of here. And it would just close (laughs) and I'd have to start the entire thing over again. And it was a nightmare. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it happened. okay so uh james last question uh and then we will wrap up what do you okay. think will be the future like future technology which technology you think will be going to change the world in the near future
0: yeah and w- when i say um, future
2: i mean say like after 10 years or 15 years
0: okay so i would say uh, i've played around with um chats gbt oh, and wow. that is mind blowing i'm super impressed with it um i know again marcel has been um mm. showing what can be done with it with like wtf diff.ai yeah um, and he's been building php storm plugins and like just just the fact that you y- y- you can take uh, like books you could get it to write a book for you or you could mm. get it to understand the code that you've written and do something with it or summarize code or yeah. create a summary of a wikipedia page or create something from nothing like it really is mind-blowing i mm-hmm. think in the next 10 years that will be it will just get bigger and um, mm-hmm. smarter and more dynamic and and i think it'll also get uh, cheaper and quicker as well so exactly. yeah i think okay. i don't think we have anything to worry about in terms of jobs um, yeah, i don't think it's exactly. going to be taking any jobs away yeah
2: but. yeah well have you ever that's like it. asked ChatGPT gpt how to solve something in forge
0: <laughs> no, well, not quite the same, but I do use GitHub Copilot. Um, and okay. so I have to say that's probably responsible for some of the code that gets written for Forge, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yesterday, I was uh, uh, like, uh, something happened with my uh, like code base on Laravel. Yeah. And I, I, and I, I tried uh, asking the chat GPT, but chat GPT <laughs> was not that good <laughs> in debugging yeah, errors. So I said, yeah, <laughs> I, I, lo- I got my job back.
0: <laughs> yeah you're not redundant yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's really good okay James it's really nice talking to you uh, I hope uh, people I will also it. also get some good insight from this from starting from your podcast then Laravel then your, uh, your contribution to Forge and everything you said is really amazing and I have learned uh, so much from you and one thing if I have to take from this podcast is like at least try something. If you are trying, you can make it. It's yep. really amazing. Thank you. My, thank uh, you, James. My man. life motto. Oh, yeah.
0: sorry. Your, your, thank, your, thank, your, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> your life motto. Oh yeah, so my life motto. I always say, um, if you don't ask, you don't get. Um yeah. and it's the same for trying. If you don't try it, it's not gonna happen. So exactly, exactly.
2: So uh, we are going to close this with one thing like uh, if people want to chat with you, if they have some any question related to anything from your life, from your work, where they can reach you and uh, what's your Twitter handle?
0: Yeah. So um, my Twitter handle, the username I use everywhere is jbrooksuk. And then you can email me at jamesb.hey.com. Great. Amazing. Thank you, James. Thank you, really.
2: Thank you very much hopefully, for having me. Yeah, hopefully we will get back uh, on this podcast. But before that, we are going to meet at Laracon India very soon. Yes.